Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, joining me now on the podcast, Michael Borky, one of the co-hosts of Sports Talk Mississippi, along with me and some other guy. Yeah. Unimportant. Uh, it's Egg Bowl week. Is there anything else going Is it? on aside from the game? Is it Egg Bowl week? I mean, what's crazy is I've I've been the guy in probably too much so that like down plays the Egg Bowl or whatever. I didn't grow up here, so part of that is it just it doesn't mean that to me the way it does other people. But um, this week it's ridiculous, honestly, that we are sitting here on Wednesday almost afternoon, and nobody is talking about the actual Egg Bowl because of Lane Kiffin. It's it's crazy, honestly, and it it's not one of these Egg Bowls where both teams are bad and there's nothing to play for. I mean, almost has a nine-win season, Citrus Bowl possibly. You know, maybe that doesn't mean a whole lot, but it means something. And for Mississippi State, it's a one-game progression from last year with a more difficult schedule, getting the old Miss monkey off of Mike Leach's back. I mean, there's a lot to play for here. There's a lot of stuff, and yet it's Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Yeah. Of I course. Mean, and, you know, been through it a little bit before. With, with Mullen, but it wasn't as public with Mullen because Mullen's not as public as Lane Lane Kiffin is. You know, Mullen's not the type of guy to get on to, uh, to social media and stir the pot the way that Lane has the past few days. If you go back a few decades, you can do this with Tommy Tuberville. And I think Tuberville, if social media had been a thing, might have been that kind of coach, might have had these kind of uh, uh, fun times that we're having right now. But it is what it is. Let's talk about the game because we really haven't, not even on Sports yes. Talk Mississippi. That'll be our, our on our Wednesday show. Um, so if you go back and listen to that, for Ole Miss, I, I think the, the, there are two stats that if you tell me the, this stat right now, if you can go into the future and say this is this is what we're talking about, I'll tell you who won the game. It's Mississippi State's total rushing yards, and it's Jackson Dart's total rushing yards. So let's start with Jackson Dart. I think if he's over 70, 80 yards, it means Ole Miss won the game. Mobile quarterbacks have killed Mississippi State this year. You know that Evans and Judkins are going to get theirs. So it's just about how much do you limit Dart, and especially how many times are you limiting him when it's third and long and he's trying to pass, but he gets free. He did that a lot to Texas A&M in that win. You know What's the secret to stopping Jackson Dart on those kind of plays? Because he's just been very effective with his feet, maybe more effective than a lot of people thought he was going to be. Yeah, and you know you can make all the cliches you want about he's a sneaky good runner, and there's only one reason guy, why yeah. you yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But he really is. He's a good athlete. He, he's a good runner, not a sneaky runner. He's just good at it. He's a very good athlete. Um, I think what has really stood out about his rushing success is lack of defensive responsibility. It's like you mentioned on these obvious passing downs where there's nothing open downfield and a lane clears, and there's no spies or anything like that to allow him. To, to take off and run. Alabama actually did a pretty good job of, of leaving somebody in the box that wasn't really a pass rusher, that if, if a lane cleared or whatever, go get the quarterback. That is your responsibility. State's got to have to do the same thing. If they, especially on obvious passing downs, uh, don't have anybody specifically designed to spy Jackson Dart, it's going to be a long night because he, he has shown you all season long if given the space, he will burn you. And he's a very quick decision maker when it comes to that. He will pull the ball down and run and not hesitate. If the lane's there, he's gone. Uh, so that, and then he's really good on the zone read stuff. 
Uh, so if state has ends crashing down or whatever the case may be, and nobody's picking up the quarterback, he'll beat you there as well. It's all about defensive responsibility. You know, he's not as dynamic of an athlete as Jaden Daniels, for example. Uh, Daniels is a little bit more electric, right? Uh, but, but Dart is smart when it comes to decision-making with running and, and stuff like that. Ole Miss will do some designed stuff for him. Sometimes I think they do it too much, quite frankly, but it's all about state's responsibility. If they uh, lose contain or uh, a spy gets maybe lost in the shuffle or whatever, uh, then he'll burn you. But if you stay home or have a spy, Alabama showed you, it's hard to get him going on the ground if you just play sound, responsible defense. Then the other stat, Mississippi State total rushing yards. I feel like this year we've learned that last year's Ole Miss defense was an outlier. That Ole Miss is just cursed to have bad defense through through to the end of time. I don't know when when they're going to be better on defense, but Arkansas absolutely gashed them. LSU gashed them. Our, our, Alabama didn't run the ball all that well, but Bryce Young was able to keep plays alive with his running and, and especially staying in the pocket. And then you have Mississippi State, a team that ran the ball as well as it ever has under Mike Leach the first few weeks of the season and then just decided they don't want to do that anymore. Uh, it's been really kind of jarring to watch how much this offense has slowed down since the Kentucky game. Going to be a sloppy night tomorrow night, it looks like. Does State have a chance to win if they aren't running the football? I don't want to say no, because there is the X factor in all of this. You know, we don't want to talk about Kiffin, but is is this team distracted and ready to play? For whatever it's worth, I have heard from people that know and interact with players that they have adopted a you know, forget this, we're still going to play for each other and the Egg Bowl's important. And they've adopted a, you know, this is a distraction, coach is leaving, he's a jerk, we're going to play for ourselves. Whether or not that actually means anything, I guess we'll see. But Ole Miss's defensive scheme is designed to stop offenses like Mississippi State's. And they showed last week that you can not, you're, you either can run them out of it or you're just going to run them to death. Because Sam Pittman mentioned it at halftime and after the game that Ole Miss had an alignment issue against Arkansas. They were physically beat up and clearly distracted and other things. But how many times during that Arkansas game did Arkansas just have more numbers in the box than Ole Miss and ran the football? Mm. And Ole Miss never changed that. It just it was constant all night. So State can either run them out of the looks that they're going to get or just run them to death. If, if they don't, if Mike Leach continues to throw it 60 times and run it eight times. Ole Miss has good safeties in terms of it playing downhill and stopping the underneath stuff, uh, the checkdowns and things like that. Uh, they're pretty good in the back end of their defense, experienced especially. So if they don't try to run them out of it and just try to, to do what Mike Leach has done, Ole Miss's defense is designed in the back end to stop that kind of offense. If he's not trying to run them out of it, it might end up being a long night because that's exactly what that defense is designed to stop. What's the number for points for you that that Ole Miss can't be allowed to score? What, what where where if I say Ole Miss scores thirty one, did they win? Yes, but close. Because despite them, I mean, I just said that they are good in the back end of their defense and stuff like that, but they have shown a propensity of getting scored on. I mean, it's it's not like they've been world beaters by any stretch. They had a very good night, relatively speaking, against Alabama. The second half of the A&M game was good. 
but Auburn ran all over them. I mean, Arkansas, K.J. Jefferson, his yards in the game don't stand out, but he had five incompletions and three touchdown passes. Yeah. So it, you think that they've got good players and that they're good, but at the same time, they, they've had a hard time showing it. So if, if Ole Miss scores 31, 31-28 wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me in that scenario. I'm uh, Unless I see Mike Leach willing to run the ball, I think they're going to have those stretches where they don't score. One thing we do every week on our Friday podcast, or whenever we do our preview, it'll be a Thursday podcast, obviously, this week, is we, we have an X factor, a guy who's not necessarily the offensive or defensive player of the game, but somebody who you could see making a big play that affects the game. Who is that player for Ole Miss? Oh, good question. Uh, Troy right, Brown. I was going to stop you because I have asked that question now 12 times. I'm sorry, 11 times. I didn't do an East Tennessee State guy. I've gotten nine guys that said, good question. So what? it obviously a is a question. good question. Uh, Troy Brown, I think, because it, I, I don't expect Mississippi State to run the ball because Mike Leach. But if they do, that will put Ole Miss's linebackers, specifically a guy like Troy Brown, kind of on an island because they will have three down linemen and two linebackers and then safety. So in the box, Ole Miss will have five guys. And so it'll put a big stress on their linebackers to make plays because if they cannot, you get the Arkansas game. So a guy like Troy Brown has got to be really good at, uh, you know, reading his keys, the cliche, and, and making clean tackles. So if he's unable to do that, if that group of linebackers is unable to do that, and Mike Leach runs the football a lot, they'll have success. So Troy Brown is a guy I'll be watching because of that. Because if, if State tries to run and he's not, you know, either not healthy because he's been battling a shoulder injury or struggling, then Ole Miss has issues. Yes or no, when we go on the air Friday after the Egg Bowl, is Lane Kiffin still the head coach at Ole Miss? Maybe not like formally announced, but I believe by 3 o'clock Friday, the news uh, will be confirmed. The news broke a couple days ago. The news will be confirmed by Friday at 3 o'clock, if I had to guess, yeah. If State wins and Lane goes, that's I can't wait to talk to Bo in Indianola. I'll just put it Ooh. that way. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I have a feeling Bo's going to forget the show started. That he, he might. He might do it. We'll see. We'll see. Michael Borky, obviously I'll talk to him later today on Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah. And there's always a million ways to catch up with him on Twitter, on YouTube. He does a live show every now and then. And, of course, the Rebel Report podcast at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Talk to you again in a few hours, buddy. All right, man. See you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.